The following is a hoop ball presentation. It is the box score breakdown for today. The 20th of December 2020. Oh, sorry. I sound a little bit weird. That's because I'm wearing my mask. I promise everything is okay in Sydney. Uh, We haven't got the Rona. There's a few people who do. It's getting a little bit hairy, not as bad as it is obviously in the US. But for those who are uh, wondering what's going on, it's getting a little bit dicey, but we're okay. Uh, Look, we're only a couple of sleeps away from the season proper here in the NBA. And wow, well... I'm getting quite excited. It is the box score breakdown presented by Hoopball. Hey, I'm Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander23. And as I said, presented by Hoopball. And they are a fantastic website. You can find all of our audio stuff there, of course. Uh, but Hoopball, they've got a ton of other content as well. T- content that you need to go and absorb, especially when it comes to fantasy. Uh, but, of course, we've got to pay the bills. So for a few weeks every year, we sell some stuff. This year, it's the best deal in fantasy. It's here at Hoopball, and it's called the Fantasy Pass. It's just four ninety nine a month, and it gets you the entire draft guide just in time for the regular season. The Brewski 150, our DFS Pass, and all in-season fantasy tools. That is nuts. Four ninety nine, all that stuff. Cook yourself dinner tonight instead of ordering takeaway uh, or delivery. I don't know if you guys say takeaway. Uh, <laughs> and you can afford the Fantasy Pass for the whole season, head to hoop-ball.com, click on the Fantasy Pass, click on the Fantasy Pass at below, <laughs> and you'll make the main media wall. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my uh, co-host. You can find him on Twitter at Mr Jolly of Sydney. Dan said the ladies, sw- no, I said the ladies, Swoon over his voice. Dan said, your subwoofer will stretch. Mr. J, hello. Well, was that you imitating my my dodgy voice when I'm hosting and trying to sound smooth as? Uh, by the way, I'm not sure if you're going to cut that out, but that was probably one of the best audio typos that I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm not cutting it. It's okay. It's oh, staying. Oh, my God. Yes. I love, I love both kinds of fantasy. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Yes, I'm very happy to be here, and it's always a pleasure to uh, join you when you're hosting, mate. <laughs> Thanks very much. Look, we're going to. You, they're probably everyone's probably wondering why these clans are on when there's no bucks, box score, box score. I'm fumbling over my words straight. Why there's no box score to break down? Because obviously there's no games in preparation for uh, the season opener, the first game we've got, Golden State and the and the Nets. Uh, but what we're going to do is. Have a look at the box scores from the preseason. Talk about a, you know, the top fifteen or so guys who are relevant, and look at their projection. Maybe try and predict some stuff. So, do you want to jump into it, Mister J? I would love to. All right, let's start off. Well, unlike a countdown where you go from one hundred to one, we're going to start from one, and he played in one game. Christian Wood. He is a hot name. He played one game, twenty-four minutes. 27 points, two threes, 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, shot 100% from the free free throw line. Ugh, 
I'm struggling today, mate. Talk about Christian Wood. I gave you a bit of shtick because you had a draft where you took him over Sabona. I love Sabona, and maybe I was wrong. Yeah, well, you love him so much that you mispronounce his name on purpose with uh, something related to Christian Wood right there, mate. Um, <laughs> look, that would uh, be an interesting fantasy team name, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would definitely. You don't get the apostrophe the wrong. Wood. Yeah. There you go. So, um, look, both of them get me very excited, to be honest with you, and I've talked about holding that in the desk stand up without uh, using any hands before. The reason I took Christian Wood before Sabonis in that draft and I took LaMarcus Aldridge as well is because I wanted really high foul uh, line percentages and I wanted the th- some three-pointers from my big men. Uh, neither of them get as many rebounds as Sabonis, but if you have a look at Christian Wood, if you look at his um, Z score in the preseason, I mean, it's, like I said, one game, but it points to what he can do, right? Uh, a lot of points, field goal percentage is very good. Free throw percentage is very good as well. And if we look at last season and just see how much of that carries across. So his field goal percentage last season was elite. His three throw percentage is not. So he shot 74% from the three throw line. And that was a minus 0.55 Z score. So if he shoots a high volume, which he can, he's maybe going to hurt you there in three throw percentage. But what I see happening is with his usage expanding. So his usage last year in Detroit was only 23.8 per game. Whereas, uh, you know, now in his sort of new position playing in Houston as the man, he's obviously going to have a higher usage and we can see more rebounds, probably better um, points and hopefully that three-point volume as well. He hit two threes in the game and he can shoot the long-range shot very well. So willing to take a risk on him. I may regret it though. I'm willing to admit that. A definite lock first-round pick comes in at number two, the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Uh, The Denver centre played three games, averaged 21.5 minutes a game, averaged 14 points, 1-3, 8.7 rebounds a game, 6.3 assists a game, one steal, one block, shot uh, 100% from the free throw line as well. Um, Not terrible with the turnovers either, 1.7. We know the Joker's going to be the first round, Mr. J. Do you think he is worthy of higher than six or seven, where it seems most people are targeting him? Well, I think there's some numbers that suggest it is. On totals last season, he was ranked fourth. So even though he had that really slow start, remember he was overweight when he came back, he ranked fourth by the end of the season. Now, some of that was boosted by some pretty insane play in the bubble, but still, look at the last few seasons on totals. Last season, fourth. Season before, seventh. Season before that, eighth. So he's been, at worst, eighth on totals, and his per game is 10th, 13th, and 12th, working back from last season to the previous two seasons. What's changed now? He's playing off the charts already in the bubble. Uh, sorry, in the preseason. So he's in shape, ranked second, I think uh, if you've taken Joker, if you've still got some drafts to go and you want that sort of really safe mid-round pick. So I picked um, Damian Lillard in one place instead of Steph Curry just because it's pro- that was probably silly, but I just felt Lillard is safer. Jokic is looking like a really safe mid-round and I would, I would take him as high as fifth, maybe even fourth. You know, if, if you want really safe, go for Joker or, you know, maybe Steph Curry or Damian Lillard. And a guy who comes in at number three, who I'm, I'm 
blows my mind that he is not in the conversation with Luca Harden and Giannis for that number one pick. AD, uh, the Laker power forward slash center. He played two games, averaged 24 minutes a game, uh, 22 points, three threes, five rebounds a game, one and a half assists, one and a half steal, two blocks. Uh, you know, okay, only shot 68, 69% from the free throw line. But AD, would you take him number one? I don't think I had to, there was a pregnant pause there while I worked out. Uh, um, yes, I would take him number one. And probably if I had enough number one picks, I would spread them out between Harden and AD, uh, maybe even Cat. Um, and who knows, maybe I'd grab Steph Curry somewhere because he's got number one in upside in fantasy too. The issue with him is just going to be his totals. On per game for AD over the last uh, four seasons, what do you reckon his numbers are for per game? I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> um, they threw me there. I thought you'd be able to guess. Let me give you, let me give you a clue. They're very low. How low are we talking? I'm talking, well, let me just give the answer. Two, two, one, and two over the last four seasons on per Ooh. game. And his totals, last season, two. The season before, when he 11, and that's when he only played 56 games when they were playing silly buggers in New yeah, Orleans. He wanted, he wanted out. And they yeah, he, still, he only played 56 games, and he was still 11th on totals, Scotty. Yeah. The season crazy. before that, first on totals, and then third. So the short answer is, yes, I would take him first. I just we, – we've got to watch those back-to-backs, don't we? But but then, look, what's the what's the floor? If he played 56 out of 82 games and was 11th, we can extrapolate that and say, well, if he misses even 15 games here, he can still return top, round, top 10 value. And if he doesn't rest as much, then he's absolutely got top player in fantasy upside. At number four, a guy who's been slipping down the board quite considerably, Toronto Raptors owner Kyle Lowry. The point guard only played the one game, came back in the last one, played 27 minutes, 25 points, six threes, no rebounds, three assists, two steals, no blocks, shot 83% from the line. Kyle Lowry, is the hate going too far? Is the injury scaring people off, Mr. J? Yeah, well... They say that numbers don't lie. Let's have a look at the difference over the last few years. So on per game, last season, he was 21. On totals, he was 30. Not too bad. Season before that, he was 36 on per game, 49 on totals. Only Again, only about a 10 spots difference. Before The season before that, when he was a bit more durable, he was 29th per game and 18th on totals. So probably the last two seasons are the most relevant. There's a 10-spot gap. Now, if we assume that it's it, it's probably going to stay around that or the worst that it would be, the worst that it would be, like the season before when he only played 65 games out of 82, he was still 49th on totals. That's a fairly solid floor to take in the fourth round. If he falls you t- to you in the fifth, then you just you gobble that up. And Chetty Osman was in the fifth. Now, we spoke about him the other day and said – maybe 14 deep leagues. Uh, are we going to stick with that one, Mr. J? Two games in the preseason for Chetty Osman. Yes, uh, he's the fifth-ranked player. That tells you about the insanity of the preseason. Definitely an interesting 14-team and 16-team guy uh, and maybe like a depth dynasty guy if you've got like, you know, 
maybe worth trading for in some other kind of trade or something when you've got like lots of bench pieces. But Cavs are not a great team and it's going to be a bit messy at times, I think. So no. Support from Hoopball comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle bells to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. And I'm talking about the Manscaped Package 3.0, the perfect package, I should say. Uh, the Lawn Mower 3.0 is inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free and smelling nice downstairs. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes a crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body. Ah, yes, your balls stink, fellas. Don't don't think they don't. Speaking of sweaty, stinky balls, I'm thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. These products, they smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean, fellas. Uh, is Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code hoopball 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Might help you uh, have a slightly smaller sack. Anyway, continuing on, Mr. J. Uh, We have the number six player, THT. Will he get minutes? Won't he get minutes? Uh, He played in all four games, averaged 31 minutes, 20 points, uh, almost two threes a game. Uh, six and a half rebounds a game, three assists, 2.3 steals, 0.3 blocks, shot 89% from the line. Where would you take THT? Would you roll a dice in the last round or would you just say wait on the waiver wire? I'd be happy to grab him in the last round in that sort of like Isaac Okoro, Pat Williams, like, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker, any of those guys, because anybody you take in the last round or even the second last round, unless you're getting absolute steal, like for some reason, if PJ Washington falls all the way to you in the second last round, like your 14 round draft and you get PJ in round 13, or, or, or maybe you get Terry Ross, who's one of those like late round gunners that doesn't hurt you really badly in, in some categories. He's got decent percentages, maybe except for field goal percentage. Um, unless you're getting really good value like that, anybody that you draft there is somebody you you very likely going to drop and stream and if you're not you should be so why not take a like a an upside grab but you do it on the knowledge that there's probably only a 15 percent chance of it hitting see how it goes for a week or two or until somebody breaks out and then go grab him really fast and drop him at number seven mike mascala look he's not going to have a great deal of fantasy Value, So we'll move on to number eight and Steph Curry. Now, I have been telling people that I would consider him in an ESPN points league. It's a league that really values three points. 
three-pointers. So he played three games of the preseason, Steph Curry, 26 minutes, 22 points, four threes, which is probably a little bit less than what we're used to, 3.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 2.3 steals, per game, 0.3 blocks and 90% from the line. His field goal average, somewhat down, only at 42%. Uh, Mr. J, Steph Curry, would you take him, you know, at number one in an ESPN points league or, or what would you be doing with Steph Curry? I'm glad you mentioned the field goal percentage. Obviously, this is a really, like, small sample size. I wonder if that falls off a bit because he doesn't have his sniper buddy Clay out there attracting some of the defense, like watching them play, whether it's in an app or on TV, or if you've had the pleasure of seeing them live, when when the Warriors were on their like ball movement, Steph Curry in the open floor, you could see the panic in defenders, just not knowing where to go, running left, right, and center. And without Clay, there isn't quite the same panic, is there? It's going to be Kelly Oubre out there spreading the floor or whatever sort of other, you know, um, point guards and, you know, backup point guards and shooting guards they've assembled. So, Maybe that does drop off. Maybe he's not a, you know, nearly 50, 40, 90 guy, but the volume on everything else, on the points, the threes, that was there. And the three games that he played, you know, he's off the charts for the point value, the three-point value, the steals are up to two a game. That's the good sign, isn't it, for somebody coming back, you know, he had a few games at the end of last season, but essentially from a long layoff, he looks really good. And I would be happy to take him very high, that when we're looking at his box scores, maybe, maybe the shooting is something to look at, but we need a bigger sample size. Go grab Steph Curry. Do you think the hand uh, is playing a part in the field goal percentage maybe being a bit lower as well? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's just because it's, it's only three games. And number nine, a guy who you can find maybe around pick 30, Nikola Vucevic, the Vuce. He's pretty good. He's not bad. Played four games, 29 minutes a game, uh, 19 points, averaged a game, 2.33s, uh, 12 rebounds, uh, 2.5 assists, 0.5 steals, 0.5 blocks. Shot a pretty average 40% from the line, though. Vooch, where would you be taking him? I know we had that discussion that maybe you should have taken him instead of someone else with Dan. Uh, talk about Vooch. Yeah, I feel a little bit sick, actually, that I took um, Nurkic instead of him now that I'm looking at these uh, statistics a bit clo- more closely. So last three seasons, he was 18th, 11th, and 27th on per game in nine category. But he was on totals 14 and the season before fifth. And then the season before that, he was 57. And I think that's he missed a lot of games and he played 57 games. But last season in 62, he played 62 games. He was 14th on total. Season before 80 and he was fifth. So that tells you about what's so great about him. He's got really high usage and it's been stable at 26, 20, 28, 26 over the last three seasons. He's very good in points and in rebounds, and he's not terrible anywhere. He just doesn't hurt you. So a really safe pick, and I do feel a little bit ill that I took Nurkic instead, especially because we're not really sure about Nurkic's minutes. And so if you're drafting tomorrow, you know, grabbing Nurkic – sorry, grabbing Vooch in the third round makes sense, even if it's early. And at number 10 – Old man squad, you know, salute. 
Paul Millsap, the Denver power forward, uh, three games, played only 21 minutes roughly a game in this preseason, had 16.7 points a game, two threes, five rebounds, 1.3 assists, two steals, 0.7 blocks, shot 100% from the line. That was very Aussie of me, 100%. Uh, Mr. J, Paul Millsap, he's going pretty late, if at all. You could probably pick him up on the waiver wire. Would you, you know, subscribe to Dan's old man squad when it comes to Paul Millsap? Yeah, so last season he was not very good. He was ranked 113th on a per-game basis. And I say not very good because we're talking about a guy who in 15-16 was the 10th best player in fantasy in nine category uh, on per-game, and he was the sixth on totals. Season after that, in 16-17, he was 47th on totals, 43rd per game. And then he sort of gradually dropped off. He was around 80th per game last the two seasons before last. And then last season is the first season for about six years that he was not in the top 100, um, seven years even. So what do we take away from that? We take away from the fact that uh, Mason Plumley is not long, no longer there anymore, that Jeremy Grant is no longer there anymore, and his usage in the preseason was up to 26 uh, 25.9. Steals are up. His field goal percentage was off the charts and it's usually good. His three throw percentage for a big man um, is okay. Like last season, it was like just a neutral category. So he is definitely someone, if the usage is up around there, that is worth taking in round 13 or 14 for sure. If you decide you don't want to take a rookie instead, or maybe you get Millsap in the 13th and then grab a rookie in the last round. At number 11 for the preseason, a guy who I've seen almost sneak into the first round of dynasty drafts. They love him. Jar Morant, the Memphis Grizzlies point guard, played four games, averaged 25.8 minutes, 17.5 points per game, one three, 4.8 rebounds, 9.8 assists, 1.5 steals, no blocks, shot 72% from the line. Uh, Ja Morant, you like his prospects in Dynasty? I like his prospects everywhere. I like him in Redraft. I absolutely love him in Dynasty. But I just wonder, I've got my sort of like uh, my, I always say to my partner, shout out to Uncle Logan. He's had a bit of a rough day today, mate, hoping that your family and everybody is okay out there. Um, And we'll be looking forward to chatting again soon. Shout out to you, mate. Love you. Uncle Logan's, and sometimes I say to him, he's got three quarters of a brain, which is actually pretty good because a lot of people only got half a brain. So if you've got three quarters of a brain, you're almost there. Now, here's my test for you. Is it three quarters of a brain or half a brain or 100% brain for Scotty Harlander? Where did Ja Morant rank last year on per game in Fantasy 9 Cap? I'm going to say around 32. How about if you added 100 to that number and I told you it was 100? And I told you it was 135. Wow. That just took your breath away, didn't it? It did just a little. I'm shocked. And this is the kind of thing you see, by the way. This is my little rant. My today's rant is people giving advice on Facebook groups to other people and those like, you know, gurus, um, legends and beginners, Facebook groups, which I love, by the way. I love the discussions in those things. And, you know, you, you might even see me out there uh, sometimes offering some advice or sharing my stuff and getting advice from people. And, and Or see me that. throwing some fishing line out to see exactly. if I can nab you, Mr. Jolly. Yeah, exactly. Troll, la, 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 la. It's like a Christmas ditty, but it's got troll in it with you. Um, absolutely. You're just an absolute nightmare with your fishing. 
I, I hate fishing, by the way. Absolutely, I hate fishing. The only good thing about fishing is drinking beer. I do digress. I remember I, tra- I traded away Jar Morant last season for Lonzo Ball, and people just gave me all kinds of grief um, after I shared my trade. I ended up finishing second in that league, and I was going into the finals before Rudy Gobert started coronavirus around the world. And um, so second, and I, I improved from about fifth after the trade. Why? Because Lonzo Ball was better last season in fantasy than Jar Morant. And he was certainly, if you're punting field goal percentage, he was better because Jar Morant is killing you in turnovers. He doesn't give you anything in blocks, which Lonzo Ball does. He doesn't. He didn't hit any threes last season. His rebounds are terrible. And guys like Lonzo and Russell Westbrook, stat stuffing guards, even De'Aaron Fox will get you more boards. So no blocks, no rebounds, terrible three points, uh, really high turnovers. His field goal percentage is just neutral, and his three throw percentage was a negative. The only good category he had was assists. I can get that from Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio was ranked 70th last year. Now, where does it get interesting? Well, it gets a little bit better on totals. He was durable, 93rd, ranked 93rd. But uh, the, the second half of the season, if you look at that, he's, he's borderline top 50, top 60. Uh, in the preseason here, what do we see is different? His field goal percentage was better in four games. It was a, a net positive 1.54 Z score. But the main thing, and his steals were up, but the main thing was his assists. Absolutely off the charts. Number one in assists, 5.72 Z score, uh, 39 assists in four games. He has to be getting an absolute crap ton of assists or he has to improve his field goal percentage, his three throw percentage, keep his steals up. He's not necessarily a lock top 40 guy. And I just want to interrupt and say, Rudy Gobert, uh, I did not say that. That was Mr. J and neither did Hootball. So please direct any legal action to Mr. J at on Twitter <laughs> at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Thanks. Hey, quickly, I just need to pause the show for an announcement and it's a fun one. It's free stuff and everybody loves free stuff. And what is it? The Bruise Letter. Oh, it's back, baby. Yes, it is. It's back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, who will be on this show in a couple of days, uh, will be writing an exciting email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. He won't mention it on this podcast let me tell you it's not on the website either it's not on social media it's only in the email newsletter and you can sign up and get it for free yes free just go to bitly slash bruise letter like the coffee or b-b-r-e-w-s letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds again the site is bitly b-i-t-l-y slash bruise letter 2021 aaron brewski straight to your inbox yes uh, let's keep going. And at number 12, my Chicago Bulls have Zach Levine. He played four games, 26.2 minutes average, 19.8 points per game on average this preseason, two and a half threes, 4.8 rebounds, 3.8 uh, assists, 0.8 steals, and one block and shot 73 from the line. Zach Levine, he's going around the 40 mark with, you look at Darren Fox, uh, FVV. Where would you slot uh, Zach Levine in there? Well, he was 38th per game and 34th on totals, and I think he's got a solid, very solid floor in that 30 to 50 somewhere. 
Um, so the worst thing that could happen is him probably falling around. Two rounds would be really surprising. Huge point value, three-point value. You know he's going to keep shooting. He gets the steals as well. Uh, hurts a bit in turnovers. Hurts a bit in field goal percentage, of course, because of the volume gunning that he does. Uh, he doesn't really pick up any blocks and he doesn't rebound that much because he's shooting a lot. But the volume with the three-pointers uh, is is very much off the charts. And you could see nothing changed in the preseason, even with a with a less usage and less time. His points, three-pointers, were still off the charts. His field goal percentage was actually a lot better. Now, that is something to watch. If he can lift his field goal percentage, then he has second-round upside. No doubt about that. And a big shout-out to the fantasy basketballers who hit me up this morning to jump in because one of their owners piked out after a few years of doing this keeper fantasy league thing, and I went, sure, no worries. So I had a couple of keepers in, Steph Curry and Paul George, and then at number 13, I took him with my first pick at number 26, and I copped some shtick for it. Uh, It is Kyrie Irving, the honorary Aussie. Well, he's not Honorary, he was born here, but he liked to burn some sage, get rid of those injury bugs. Played two games in the preseason, averaged 22.7 minutes, 17.5 points per game, 2.33s for rebounds, 4.5 assists, one and a half steals, and one block. Only shot 50% from the line. Then again, he only shot, he only went to the line on an average of two per game. Kyrie Irving. Was it pretty good at 26 in a keeper league, Mr. J? Yes, it was. It was good. If you want to take a gamble, uh, it just depends. I mean, we had shout out to Michael Hussey. He was on yesterday's show, my buddy from New York and uh, the Celtics fan who was just saying that, look, it's not a now, it's not a no doubter, as I said yesterday, but it's probably a no brainer. It's definitely a no brainer in redraft in that area because you're looking for potential first round value in the second and third round. If you can find it, maybe you get one guy with real upside and one guy with a really strong floor. So if you were able to get Kyrie there, um, but you paired him with somebody like in the next round who was really safe, like a Rudy Gobert or, I don't know, someone with a really high floor, then why not? I, I think, and in a keeper league, the thing about keeper leagues and dynasty leagues and stuff is if you win now, it's basically like redraft anyway, isn't it? So in the in that sleeper league we're playing in together, by the way, shout out to Sleeper with their kind of weekly DFS meets um, meets <laughs> fantasy. It's going to be really interesting. I mean, I, you know, I've got Harden and I've got Kyrie and I've got John Wall on the same team. I've yep. got Kevin Durant as well. So for that build, Kyrie makes sense even in Dynasty. And at number 14, a guy who I took in that same draft this morning at number 66, Ladies and gentlemen, if you see this next player at 112 in the ESPN rankings, clearly they don't know what they're doing. And if you let this guy fall past 70, shame on you, Thomas Bryant, the Washington Center, three games, 25 minutes, 14.3 points, two threes, uh, 6.7 rebounds, three assists, 0.7 steals, 1.3 blocks a game, 100% from the line. Shout out to the professor who loves the Washington uh, guys more than anybody, I think. Mr. J, Tommy, the tank Bryant. you got to be scooping him up, don't you? Yeah, well, I fixed my mistake of taking Brandon Clark in a sort of panic mode instead of Tommy the tank Bryant in a league by 
taking Tommy in. Dan, shout out to Dan Bespris, the podfather. I picked up Tommy Bryan in his league, uh, and that made me feel a lot better about missing out on him in the Dynasty League. <laughs> that one still hurts. Last season, he was 67 per game. His total was only 137 because he only played 46 games. So the biggest issue with him, obviously, is just like, is he going to be healthy this season? And if he is healthy and we look at what he can do, he's hit, he's hitting three-pointers from the center position. His assists were also not a negative. The blocks are up there. The three-throw percentage was actually really good. And normally, although this wasn't the case in this three-game sample, his field goal percentage was just average. But last season, that was his top uh, st- stat area. If he can hit some threes and make that sort of neutral, um, up his rebounds, and he looks very sprightly, hasn't he? Shout out, like you mentioned, John was talking about how he looks in really good shape, like a super heavyweight boxer who just trimmed down to fight against like, uh, uh, what's the next one down? Light heavyweight. Like he's, he's turned himself from like super heavyweight to light heavyweight. He looks very sprightly and I'm all about Tommy the Tank. And number 15, we've got rookie Devin Vassell, who's played pretty well for the Spurs. Another one you consider in that late round, uh, last round kind of pick, Mr. J? I don't know. I'd, if I'm taking a rookie, I think I prefer a rookie on a bad team. You know, we talked about people like Jeremy Grant being a bit of a risk because they're on a crappy team. And you've, you've got to take him in, I don't know, what, the ninth round or the 10th round at the latest, maybe even the eighth to get him. And then if he gets a niggle at the end of the season, they're not going to risk him. But the opposite is kind of true with rookies on good teams. If they're in contention, they're more likely to play their vets more. So even though he had a really efficient and really good preseason and he looks to be a great draft pick, again, the Spurs are so good at getting value in drafts, aren't they? I I don't know if I would prefer like Poku or Isaac Okoro or Pat Will over him. And just before we get into the last two players, if you like a bit of a bet, a flutter, MyBookie.ag. It is now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, and don't we know about that? We know who those teams are. We know what they're capable of. And it's not difficult to find some value in those lines. So whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot and cards games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie.ag and when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple: you put in two hundred, and they'll match you with another one hundred in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come on and join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. So we have got two more players to have a look at. At number sixteen this season, Kevin Durant, mate. In the preseason, played two games, averaged 
two point uh, sorry average twenty five point six minutes per game, twenty points a game, one three four point five rebounds, uh, two point five assists, zero point five steals, and two point five block shot, eighty three percent from the line. Kevin Durant, if you can get him in the second, take him. You know, I'm not. If you, by the way, you absolutely, if you get him in the second, based on value of what everybody is doing, that makes sense. And I, I almost took him at ninth in a draft. I took Trey Young instead, uh, and I was looking at other options there like Kawhi or PG and thinking, I've got to reach for somebody here. But thankfully, Trey Young fell to me, so I got him instead. And I, want to, I wonder, do you think Kyrie is a bigger risk than KD? And why would you say that? I've, I've got my opinion on this, but I'm just curious what you think. Is, Ky, is, is Kyrie a bigger risk for you than KD this season? Yes. And why do you say that? Because um, Kyrie's just, you don't trust him? Like you, he's got the injury history and he's, you know. And look, KD's got injury history too. We've seen it the last couple of years. You know, you don't, you know, effectively rupture your Achilles or whatever it was, continue to play and then basically sit out a season and a bit. Like, it's it's not something you do. I just think KD is, you know, the one of the purest scorers we have ever seen in the NBA. We have said it umpteen times on this show, Mr. J, and that gives me some sort of uh, confidence and a bit of, you know, feeling of safety when it comes to getting KD over Kyrie. I just think... Like I've got KD, but only in that sleeper league, which is like it's like DFS, and you can pick one game sleeper. It's worth checking out if you want something really different, guys. Like, uh, and if you're interested in joining a sleeper league, hit me up on Twitter. I might even do one more. We could start a week into the season. Yeah, why not? I'll do why it too. We, why don't we do another one? Hit us up with a DM, and maybe we'll get another sleeper league together. We've only got one. We've got one dynasty league, which we started up because we've been playing NFL on sleeper, and we enjoyed it a lot. We didn't realize that their settings for the NBA are basically the same as the NFL where each player on your team can only play one game. It's kind of like a weekly DFS. So if Kyrie has three games for the week, you have to pick which one is the best matchup and choose that. And you can lock it in right up. So you can pencil it in right up until he plays and then it's locked. Um, Now that's the league where I've got Kyrie and KD, Harden, John Wall, my God, the all crazy team. Now I took a risk there, but, if I was picking him up, KD, dra- drafting him in a, in a cash league, and I was planning to, I plan to get more Kyrie than KD, I would really do a bit more reading about people who recover from Achilles injuries after 30 and what happens. And I say that we can't overvalue what happens in the preseason, obviously, and it's ridiculous, but we see the three-point value down, the steals are down, the rebounds are down. Good news is the blocks were still there. So he he averaged, what he had five blocks in two games. That is really good news. But we want to see, does he still have the spring? Can he still get his own shot as well? Can he do those step back threes, you know, running at a million miles an hour in the open court? There's some risk there. And Kyrie has not just come back from, you know, an Achilles injury. So, yeah, it, it just goes to show, I think, that risk is sort of like in the eye of the beholder, so to speak. And the last person you wanted to chat about at number 17, Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins, the Houston Centre, uh, played three games in the preseason, averaged 17.7 minutes a game, 10.3 points, 
two threes, 7.3 rebounds, 1.3 assists, two steals, 1.7 blocks, and 75% from the line. What do you think about Boogie, Mr. J? I know we've spent a lot of time of who, which centre you should draft over him and which centre you shouldn't, and he's probably sitting on the waiver wire in some leagues, and some leagues they've taken him far too early. Give us some sort of an assessment to make us feel good before our last drafts about Boogie DeMarcus Cousins. I don't have a single Boogie, and that's not only about my nose because I've been taking care of it with Manscaped. That is... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to find your boogies, you've got to get rid of the hairs first, don't you? Um, sorry, I do digress badly. Remember, I have two children. That's my excuse, and I will be getting my coat very soon to head off. Um, DeMarcus Cousins is somebody that if he was there around that, I don't know, 80, 90, 100 range, I would take him, but he's usually gone, and I don't want to go higher than that. But if we look at... What's his, what are his capabilities? On a per-game basis, just two seasons ago, he was ranked 13th, the season before 14th. But even that season where he was 13th, he was 53rd overall because he only played 48 games. Season before that, he had 72 games. Now, all of this stuff, all the injuries that have happened just blow everything we knew about him before out of the water. I don't know. It's a good sign that he was as good as what he was in the preseason uh, the steals, 1.37 Z score value. The blocks as well, 1.72. That's a pretty good sign, isn't it? If he's getting blocks and steals, his rebounds are really good too. Blocks, steals, and rebounds. You know what? Go get him, I reckon. If he's there, you know, seventh round, eighth round, and you want to gamble, why not? It just depends how many drafts you're doing, I think, and what other risk you've taken in other places in your draft. But I don't mind having a crack at Boogie. All right, Mr. J, look, that's just about time for us to get out of here. There are, again, no games tomorrow, but what have you got on tomorrow's show? Yes, on tomorrow's show, I'm going to be joined by a very, very special guest. Uh, his name is Ethan. He's another uh, gentleman from the Hoop Ball Collective, and he plays in an absolute crap ton of competitive leagues, including cash leagues. He and I have been drafting against each other in a few, and he's been sniping the absolute buggery out of me. So it'll be good to get him on and uh, talk to him about uh, a little bit like what we've been talking about today, looking at some of the, his favorite breakouts uh, we'll also look at players from the bubble from last season and which ones of those can make that happen. And we will be previewing the big week, the first week of the NBA, including the opening night, and talking about what we will be looking for in general and for our teams. Awesome. And don't forget, if you want to jump in a sleeper league, look, Mr. J and I said that we will do it. So hit us up on Twitter. I am at the Harlander 23 He is at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at well at Mr. Jolly and the Harlander. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to get out of here. G'day. Thanks very much for joining us. We need to uh, stay safe, make sure we wash our hands and try and stay as isolated as we can and look forward to the NBA season. We're only a couple of sleeps away, depending on when you listen to this. Thanks, Mr. J. We'll catch you soon. Thank you. Rock and roll. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.